This following episode contains spoilers for the film or films being discussed. You have been warned. We all remember the big moments in the movies we see. The big set pieces, the famous dialogue, the twists, and the naked times. But film is an entity made up of hundreds of little moments that either make them special or relegate them to obscurity. We are here to talk about those moments. Welcome to Movie Microscope. Kick it, Movie Microscope. Today's episode is Miami Vice. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest movie, Microscope. My name is Nick Nunziata. I'm your gracious host alongside me, Justin Wydell. Justin, how are you? Good. How are you? I'm pretty good. Today's Saturday. Zoom in. <laughs> <laughs> we have a special guest, uh, Mr. Kyle Ferrer. Welcome, Kyle. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, I am... Yeah. No, no. <laughs> Tell us about yourself. I mean, I've known you for quite a while now. Yeah, yeah. Since you were a wee chap. Yeah, wee chap. Um, yeah, 21 years old, college student, uh, watch a lot of movies. Where do you go to school? Wake Forest. Pretty good. Yeah, Pretty not good school. Bad. I like it. Traveled the world this year? Spent how long were you in Copenhagen? Uh, about six months. Huh. Must be nice. <laughs> How's it feel? <laughs> yeah, it was good. It was and good. you're getting ready for your final year. Final year? Not on the earth, I mean at school. At school. Uh, and your first time seeing Miami Vice? First time. All right. First time. And, uh, last. Uh, so... <laughs> Folks, if you don't know what the movie Microscope is, it's a uh, it's a show where we we really get deep. You know, we sit uh, we sit on the precipice of knowledge and we willingly jump over into the depths of of a film, learn a lot about what's going on, disseminate, and then pull the shit out and share it with the likes of you. We zoom in, so we you know we figure out what makes or breaks, and we share it with the audience. That rabid, comment-filled audience that just spends so much time. You know, reviewing the show, they do such a good job. Don't we, you think we comment? That's we comment our own show. That's fine. So, for example, if we were watching, uh, if we were talking about the velocity of Gary, we wouldn't be talking about the scene where Thomas Jane uh, fields a, a pop fly with his eyeball. No, wait a minute. Is that a real movie? <laughs> yeah, it was starring Thomas Jane. It's called a, The Velocity of Gary. Yeah, he's what? in it. <laughs> he's in it. I, I I sort of remember, but why? What is what does that mean? Like, we don't need to worry about the. We're not here to talk. I about I just want to know the velocity Vel- of Gary. That might be one of the worst titles of all time. The I velocity of Gary. Does is he thrown at some point? I'm not sure. I hope so. Um, Thomas Jane launched. Wake Forest. Gate almost graduating. Yeah. Get you like it there? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Is there a forest? I've never uh, no, it's like kind no of trees. carved into the forest. <laughs> but there are trees. Yeah, there's trees. Yeah. Uh, and your major? What's your major? English. I, I was an English major too. Your poetry, I thought. No, 
You, I, fo- I was I focused on creative writing, and I did do poetry. I thought you were like a poetry major. No, I almost went to grad school in poetry. That's okay. okay. We don't need to get into this. Yeah. But so I what, mean, are you, what are you excited about uh, doing afterwards? Uh, well, back to school? I'm trying to figure out what I'm excited about. Yeah, I'm thinking about it. You're Think. going back to school, I'm guessing. I mean, it's I don't know. I'm, I'm going to take the test, see how I do. Do you need to if you if for ideas? Do you have any like final projects you have to work on there? Yeah, I have a. Uh, an honors thesis that I have to write next year. Do you know about a movie called The Velocity of Gary? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, I was actually going to bring it up to you guys. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be amazing to do. Well, no, if he was a math major, he could determine <laughs> the velocity of Gary. Is it a baseball move? I doubt it. <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> Professors are be like, another Velocity of Gary <laughs> dissertation <laughs> or whatever. Wake uh, Forest essay. loses funding. <laughs> um, yeah, so, and his father is a very good friend of mine. That's where this mm-hmm. all kind of came to be. So. I know his father. Yeah. Pasquale. Um, played golf with him this week. We did not play well. And you, you said you're a movie fan. Or what's a what's a movie you love? Like besides Miami Vice. <laughs> um, I mean, one of the first movies I loved uh, was probably Whiplash. I like Whiplash a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Nick, love it. J.K. Simmons. J.K. Simmons. Yeah. Velocity of J.K. Simmons. <laughs> <laughs> what's a movie you don't like? Movie I don't Nick like. Doesn't I, like this. I try not to remember them. Uh, Smart. Yeah. Miami what's Vice. The, no. What's the last thing you saw <laughs> in a theater? Uh, Midsummer. Mm. It's kind of fun. Yeah, it was. It, that's correct. Kind if, of. If you like heads getting smashed mm-hmm. and yeah. old people penis. <laughs> and, and the yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're excited. He's the guy. Uh, Ari Aster is releasing a 30 minute longer cut of that movie. Oh my god. He's like. It was so already too long. It was so watchable before. Yeah. <laughs> More, um, yeah, more of the faces, more of the no faces, hopefully. Anyway, sorry. Miami Vice. Yeah, Miami Vice. So, uh, Justin, uh, I mean, obviously we've talked about this a lot. What's your history with this film? Saw in the theater. I watched the show back in the day. Saw in the theater. I love Michael Mann. My history of it, with it is I, I liked it when I first <laughs> saw it. And then your wife? She loves it. My wife really loves this movie. And she, she my wife's a big fan of, uh, she likes you know cars so <coughs> this movie features some nice cars in it um that's a w- it's a weird reason to like this movie she likes that's that's kind of w- i don't know she just likes it she likes undercover she also likes undercover stories when when cops go undercover she likes the departed a lot she likes this shitty cars in that movie though <laughs> undercover i mean cop cars in is uh, pretty much it i don't remember what? any pretty cars in uh, departed yeah. other than the one the that Mark no, she's under one she just likes the undercover stuff in the departed there yeah there's are there any good cars in the department? There's no. one on top of Martin Sheen. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so right. that's my history. I'm a huge you? Michael Mann person. Yeah, uh, loved this film when it came out. Loved the director's cut. Was happy to watch it twice this week. Yeah, you saw it. Now, when I asked you, I asked you what cut of the movie we should see. You said theatrical, and then you immediately said that you watched the director's <laughs> cut. Well, no, I wanted to watch it both just for some context. You're gonna have to be the because I didn't watch the director's cut. Did you? No. What do you think, just right off the bat, what's the better version, do you think? I used to think it was the director's cut, but I sort of feel that now that the original cut, the theatrical cut's better. The leaner meter. It's not that much longer, It's not right? that. No, and they actually cut Le- stuff from the director's cut in the, I mean, from the original cut in the director's cut. They, they streamline some stuff. The thing I like more about the director's cut is um, there's some connective tissue. There's a few more crime scenes. And there's also, I think there's a little bit more Dominic Lombardarzo, which is all that really matters. I'm all excited when there's more crime scenes in a film. How many more were there? Do they put in <laughs> two? 
<laughs> more boat scenes too, which more, we don't need. More, yeah, I was gonna say more go fast boats. I love the term. Is so, this this is a movie that I did it kick off a trend that everybody was talking about go fast boats all the time after yeah, this movie? Yeah, yeah. I, can I zoom in? Yeah. <laughs> you know why they call them go fast boats? Tell me. Go fast. <laughs> this Super and Deliverance fast. were the only two movies I can think of where we had go fast boats. <laughs> I mean, not Deliverance, Southern Comfort. <laughs> Deliverance. That's go fast something. Um, all right, so yeah, this is so this is Michael Mann kind of delivering on the promise of his youth. He was very heavily involved in the creation of the TV show. Yes, he was a producer. I'm sure. Yeah, but I'm it was sure also didn't he? Yeah, he. What was his involvement with Band of the Hand? He was the producer of that. He did not direct it, though. No. Okay. Don't yeah. throw him under that bus. <laughs> I own that movie. If you if you want to watch that, tonight. I do. Stephen right Lang. Um, so this to me, this is funny because this and Kyle hasn't seen Collateral, which we need to talk about a little bit as well. But this this is a, a very specific period in Michael Mann's film career, where he he, he got digital. And he got really handheld, mm-hmm. fell in love with Chris Cornell, <laughs> and and just there's just something really interesting about the energy of these two films to me. I think he is an incredible filmmaker that has some really bad habits in, in these films. Like it's like he's still good, even though he keeps piling on, like you said, Chris Cornell songs. And he doubles the, down on it in the director's does, cut and the digital camera stuff. Love it. It looks awkward. It looks awkward. I think it works for both of these films. It does not work, obviously, for Public Enemies, which is a period film. Did he do Collateral? And this and Collateral were both shot Collateral's with Collateral's better, I think. And Collateral works better and it looks better than this film. That's this cool because cool we're reviewing these movies. I know. But, I don't know, there's something about this movie this time through that I didn't like that much. Is it because you're a piece of shit? Could be. I got mad because they and I don't, you're young you don't you don't remember the show they, no. they had a show featuring Don Johnson it could not be more eighties it was okay. yeah you know it was like uh, pastel everything shoes without socks right it started like a you know like pink like white suits over pink t shirts or tank tops like yeah. it was it set like a very like eighties style show you know uh, Crockett and Tubbs if you played um, Don Johnson you ever played Grand Theft Auto the Vice City. Very, very, very Miami Vice. Who was the who's Tubbs? What was the guy's Michael, name? Michael. Uh, right. So, but anyway, they. <laughs> I don't remember his name, but he's such a piece of shit. Philip Michael Thomas. Philip Michael Thomas. So, it was a big show in the eighties, yeah. uh, and I got mad in this because they never call uh, Tubbs Tubbs. They just call yeah. him Rico all the time. I I paused it at one point, and the like the you know the Netflix writing popped up, and it was like Tubbs and Crockett, and I was like. Who are, you, who are those Tubbs. people? Who's Tubbs and Crockett? Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. they don't call. They call him Sonny most. Of they call yeah, Sonny most yeah. of the time, and I, I think they do call. I think they do call him Crockett a little bit. There Crockett, is, but he's also using an uh, center, an a, you know, an alias. Right. Yeah, really them. though, what's his alias? Colin Farrell. But really, what is it? Crockett. Is that an <laughs> alias? <laughs> Sonny. I don't know. So there is one time I hear two different names, but I forgot what they are. Because the bad guy pulls up their information at one point, and it says Sonny Crockett, and. And Tubbs, right? You gotta love it that you call him the bad guy, John Ortiz. <laughs> he's the best part. Of this, he's the best part of this film. He is not. You don't think so? No. Who do you think's the best? Farrell. There's a lot of best. In Gong Lee. <laughs> <laughs> it's gotta be Gong, Gong Lee. Um, I think I already mentioned Dom Lombardarzo. 
anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm I, what I, I guess what I'm saying is, call the man Tubbs. That's a great last name. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah, saying. Right. I know yeah, yeah. Michael Mann decided it wasn't cool. We're just gonna call him Rico the whole time. Throw me a Tubbs. Is it? Do you saw the director's cut? Do they call him Tubbs? Yeah, no, but they have Sidney Poitier come in. He goes, call, they call me Mister Tubbs. Did you see the Tubbs cut? <laughs> they just overdub Rico the whole time with yeah. Tubbs. Yeah. They don't call him Tubbs. I don't get it. I think Michael Mann decided a lot of the original series was not because it isn't cool. Yeah. That he, it's almost like he's playing against it. I mean, no, I, he, he, he's, he's, I he's, wor- he's like a, trying to erase some of that 80s magic. I don't think so. I mean, for sure he is. I don't think he's thinking about the TV show. I'm thinking he has this license. It mm-hmm. has a, there's a, there's a value associated with it. He has the ability to make a, a Michael Mann movie yeah. within the within the confines of a of a narrative about undercover cops. I don't think this is trying to be the only time he does pay homage to the original series. Sometimes is with the Ferrari and also with the Phil Collins cover. But I think they cut that out of the director's cut. And then the Crockett at one point is not wearing socks. <laughs> but <It's> naked. <laughs> um, he fucks weird. <laughs> he does. Yes, yeah. He fucks weird. Let's zoom in. I, I noted that. <laughs> Did you note that too? Yeah, it's in yeah. your notes. Yeah, it is. He's yeah, he's I he scrumps weird. All the sex scenes were kind of weird. I thought. Yeah, yeah, they were. I mean, I I think Michael Mann is is known for that sort of. He has. So there is a se- so let's talk. We should set up the movie. Like you set up the movie. You saw both versions. So why don't you talk a little bit about the plot? There's none. But like, why don't you talk super about the plot? plot? There is so much plot. There's not plot. Okay, so there there's is no a plot. plot. Not there is really. A plot. Yeah, there's totally a plot. <laughs> there's. Here's what the plot is. There's there's bad guys and there's drugs involved. Yeah, and that's. There's no, the plot, it's murky. The plot is that. there's a little bit of a plot. Do you think there's what do you give me on a scale of one to ten? How much plot? One being the highest. <laughs> Six. I'm confused. He's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the movie starts off mid stride, right? Both which versions, I, which I love. Great. Yeah, me too. I loved it too. It's a Michael Mann thing and a Mammoth thing. We were talking about that earlier. Um, but what happens is. In the middle of an operation that they're involved in, mm-hmm. one of their previous informants uh, is in the midst, in the midst of an awful situation, mm-hmm. and so because they were not involved in this operation, they are chosen to pick up the pieces. So obviously, our heroes get to jump into this giant conspiracy, this giant drug organization, and they integrate themselves. You see. Mm-hmm, they do, and they attempt to solve the crime. <laughs> they certainly do, and they, they they are they want undercover as drug transpo. Uh, transpo, yeah. I love I love hearing transpo. Trans- in the yeah. they try to make it cool. They do yeah. make it cool. Yeah. Mission accomplished. It. They kind of do make it cool because I love. Well, one of my favorite things, and this is a Michael Mann thing, and maybe it's maybe this is why I'm I'm not a full person, but I love like rooftop conversations. I love when when they're figuring out a plan when everybody's super smart and they're having <laughs> like uh, really shit that I don't understand and they're figuring things out. Right. Like so, there's an early scene, amazing, where we see Karen Hines. Amazing. He, yeah, he's so good. <laughs> he's so great. And what's the other guy's name? Shabbat. What's his name? The guy yeah. from Collateral. Yeah. I don't know his name, but it's like you should. Which is this is a show where we do some research. I didn't. I know he's got like <laughs> Sh- 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 Hemsley, Shabah Hemsley, or okay, yeah, he was in Collateral. He he uh, he lives. I he, think he I makes it. Tell. He makes it. Um, there's a scene where on the rooftop where uh, it's that's the thing. Michael Mann does movies about men doing men things, yeah. right? It's yeah. like you see these tough men of action having conversations and executing things. You know, like they're just 
it's so it's I can't nobody else does this it's just and that's one of the things I love is even though I don't I think some of the times it's it's a it's a he's he's playing with man's toys and he doesn't have all the tools mm-hmm. and that book that you got me there's some of that there's some of that too where it's he loves the jargon he loves these these people of action and the, and they're they have their own code they have their own dialogue he just really loves that and sometimes that's enough for me mm-hmm. so the scene on the rooftop where you're hearing about there's it's so funny because they're talking about um where's the word oh opsec oh yeah you, you but yeah you're your opsec's blown right yeah yeah and then if jamie jamie yeah. fox clarifies that means operational security i don't need to know that does he say that yeah (laughs) i don't need to know that just like i don't need to know that he knows what vertically integrated means but i just love to see these guys who are apparently the really great at what they do just button heads and coming up with ideas and you know there's no doubt that crockett and tubbs i'm sorry rico and sonny are like the best like they're amazing they're like they're so much more qualified than anybody else in the movie they are somehow Miami cops, yeah, right. But they're world travelers. <laughs> they got massive expenses at their disposal. No problem they flying planes. Yeah. yeah, they do not flies planes. Yeah, drives um, boats. Boats. <laughs> and when the FBI tries to put the clamp down a little bit on they the operation, they say no. And then the FBI says, "All right." Sorry. And then there's we this. And the director's cut. Uh, he operates a Segway. I mean, it's <laughs> fucking amazing. Like you said, Michael Mann makes men movies. Yeah, I guess it you does. Say come he out. makes man movies. Yeah, but. He does, every film he does. So, Kyle, tell me, uh, I, need, I, need, I need you to clarify. Does the undercover cop survive the sniper attack in the <laughs> car? Is he okay? Uh, no. <laughs> that's like the first, that's early on. That's like in the first 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Like, the movie's pretty brutal. There's some is. brutal stuff in it, and that's yeah. maybe the worst of it. So there's an operation. Uh, basically, there's a, there's, I don't. Are they undercover cops? Or are they just informants? They're undercover cops. Okay, so they're or I guess they're undercover feds. Okay, so they they uh, uh, they're at a drug deal, and the guys that they're the undercover cops are working with know that they're undercover cops, but they go they kind of go through with the deal, let them get back to their car. They well, yeah, and then they say, basically say, what when did you say? become an FBI agent? Basically, yeah, and then they and the guy shits his pants and is they try to get away. <laughs> That's Tom Tolles, right? The actor from Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer, who plays that white Aryan, uh, white. And the guy in the car is actually was in Deadwood. Do you remember him? He's in Deadwood for a while. Really? Yeah. The guy that gets um, the next to the guy getting his hand blown off or his arm blown off. That 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 was the first time in the theater when I just got super happy, where I was watching. <laughs> you just oh, don't see people's arms <laughs> get no, shot off enough. You don't. And um, that what's that a real gun? Is that a, a, a sniper? I mean, it's like a real gun or something like that. Oh, it's yeah, it's a it's it's a high. I don't know Not what a pistol. <laughs> it's the opposite <laughs> of a pistol. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's long the long. If you like, as far as gun porn goes and hardware goes, yeah, yeah you're you're thrilled with this. One. That reminded me of the scene in the Jackal. With Jack Black, yeah, getting his arm blown well, off. Rewatch that. It's not like. And that. also reminded me of the scene in, the, in Crawl, where Barry Pepper gets his arm bit off. It's very different. We just did it. <laughs> yeah. Do you see Crawl? No, I haven't. Good man. Should no. I? No, you should not. Yeah, it wasn't. I mean, I liked it. Okay. <laughs> you, are you a big fan of alligator horror? Uh, yeah, I dabble. Yeah. Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> you should go see that. Okay, so let's talk about the John Hawks scene. Yeah, John Hawks also in Deadwood. Yep, John um, Hawks is your is your guy from Winter's Bone. 
and uh, Deadwood. Okay, he's a guy that looks sort of like a beat up dog. <laughs> uh, he he's he's uh, he's their informant who they meet on the highway. Oh, okay. Alonzo. Alonzo, thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in the TV <laughs> show, that guy's a major character. Is he? Yeah. Okay, I didn't. know In that. the movie, not, not as much. He does not. So he's uh, he was he was their informant, Sonny and uh, Sonny and Rico's informant. But he hasn't. He's been dormant. They haven't used him for six months. He's been. He's not as dormant as he's about to. He's be. back into the into the <laughs> civilian life, but then uh, the 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 Aryans. The uh, Aryans, by way of Yairo and all those other mm-hmm. guys, so he's like knee deep in this whole thing, yeah. which is where the plot actually factors in. Is these guys are sort of tangentially tied to this guy, mm-hmm. and they're thrust into this world that is. So, so much bigger than what they're well and he was supposed to just he just the he was like a go-between real quick he didn't have the, the informant he didn't do very much but they still they punished him they he, punished his family yeah and then he's a go-between later on too like between the front tires that's how they find out about the undercover cop from him right that, that they blow away anyway so they kill his family well his wife is deceased right maybe we his find, kids they that's right he has kids so they're probably deceased mm-hmm I love, but this is, a, once again, quintessential man. Mm-hmm. The way he shoots that scene where you got this Aryan looking through the fridge. Mm-hmm. It's it's just, there's mm-hmm. something so sinister about that sequence where uh, it's just so cold. And there's a scene in a, later on in the in the RV park where it's just the sinister nature of these people mm-hmm. is just so dirty and weird. But Michael um, Mann, like early on, a, 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 you know, a big uh, hater of the white supremacists, the white supremacy. Like he... How, how could you? But They're no, so but I'm saying that he, they have been bad guys and... Not just this film, but like uh, I think Wayne Grow, Last of the Mohicans. <laughs> Isn't Wayne Grow a white supremacist? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and Heat, um, yeah, he's he was he was like that thunder, uh, yeah, pretty badass. Giving us, uh, he's warning about 2019, <laughs> basically for a long time. Um, but yeah, that's anyway. So how does John Hawks do? Does he yeah, so they they pull they pull Mr. Hawks over, and you know we knew we loved him at that even then. As an actor, I do. Yeah, he's a so good we're excited. We're like, man, we're gonna get to see a lot of John Hawks in this movie. And uh, <laughs> that, okay, so there's 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 two things about that scene that mm-hmm. stick out. Obviously, um, he, he he takes his own life. He does. Uh, we're not sure he, d- he we're not sure he makes it. The way that man shoots that sequence, there's a scene right before where he jumps in front of the truck where there the camera is focused on Fox and Farrell. And then it drifts off from them, and it kind of just kind of drifts away from them into the, just into the night, and it's amazingly effective. Well, it's like no, he's shooting. It's almost like he's shooting from his perspective, but from the right. first perspective. Right. Yeah, yeah. There's another shot like that too. By yeah, the way. There is. there's a shot like that in another movie we're gonna talk about. But um, yeah. So the way that the camera drifts from them, and then Mr. Hawks, the the shot, the way that they shoot his suicide, could not have been more effective. I think. No, it's it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just a little smear on the ground. Real quick. Oh, and they cut away. Brutal. Do you remember what um, uh, there's this, he, he says to Jamie Foxx? He says, uh, they said they wouldn't hurt her. They, they lied. They lied. Yeah, <laughs> Matter yeah. of factly, they lied. Do you have any comments about that scene? Was there anything that stuck out about that for you? No, I, I actually was thinking about the opening scene. Uh-huh. It's just, I just loved it. I uh, that The song that came in, Linkin Park. Uh-huh. Big, bigger, I guess for me. Okay, it was like uh, you know. Is I that in the nightclub? Yeah, in okay. the nightclub yeah, with Strobin and Farrell, you know, hitting on the bartender quickly yep. and then doing his thing. Um, yeah, that scene stuck with me. I don't know why. You're no, gonna love, you're gonna love Collateral then. No, it's a famous. <laughs> it's a uh, it's Jay Z and Lincoln Park. Yeah, it's like uh, it starts off like we said, like in the middle of the action, 
and it gets in the most important thing in the film, which was uh, Colin Farrell's love of mojitos. <laughs> yeah, right. right off a the fiend bat. For a fiend yeah. for mojitos. A fiend for mojitos. So here, in the director's cut, we find out, because there's a scene where you know, they're haggling for horrors, which is one of my favorite game shows. <laughs> um, they're haggling for horrors, and... Who is this? In this at scene? At the very beginning, yeah. Okay. Even in the, in the original theatrical cut, okay. Dominic Labardarzo, fantastic actor from The, from the Wire. And then one of the prostitutes is sick. Is She's sick. About? Okay, in, yeah. the, in the director's cut, they actually get priced. They find out how much each costs, and he ends up buying all three. Mm-hmm. He basically commits all three. So there's a little bit more there with the hookers, mm-hmm. too. And, it's, and then they actually go upstairs, and there's a sting that's underway. And they cut through a lot of that in the theatrical version. And that's one of the things that's better in the director's cut. Because mm. you get to see a little bit more of the team building mm-hmm. and um, the other players. It's funny because later on in the movie, they make sure to give each team member one line of dialogue in they a do. scene. You know, Justin Theroux gets one line. The girl gets one line. And, you know, in this scene, they have a little bit more of an organic thing going on. And you're right, though. The music does play well with it. it the way he shoots that shit. Um, I like the team. One of my favorite things, his B-roll is some of the best I've ever seen. Like... I mean, like, man finds he his camera catches interesting shit all the time, and he has a way of like bringing animals. Like, there's a she- scene later on where there's just a random scrawny dog underneath a truck. Oh yeah. In Collateral, there's a scene with coyotes that mm. makes the movie almost. And you know, no, so you're right. So that scene, that, but when when Mr. Hawks departs the world, you don't. There wasn't anything. Were you? Were you I mean, I, I was thinking about that shot, but the, yeah, yeah. the 18 wheeler shot or whatever. That. He does not enjoy that. No. I also thought they get they gave Jamie Foxx like all the best dialogue. I thought. I th- well, I thought he had zippy one liners. Or he does. He got some good li- dialogue, yeah. but he he's not as featured as Farrell. Fer- no, he's not. The yeah. The first. Well, the Definitely. first. I agree. Stretch is 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 Fox centric. Yeah. And then once the romance starts with Gong Li. Right. 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 Um, but you read behind the scenes, and apparently there's a lot of shit going on. I don't, you know, like where Jamie Foxx had won his Oscar while they were making this movie, got a little bit of an ego, threw his weight around, caused some trouble. Mm-hmm. Although I think he does amazing in this movie, I, yeah. I, I love. It. And there's, there's only one scene where he comes. The first negotiation with John Ortiz when they're in his club when, with the grenade. Jamie Foxx is mm-hmm. coming out a little bit too tough guy, like the way he's talking and he's grimacing and all this and that. <laughs> but otherwise, I think he comes off so well in this movie. Right. And Farrell somehow makes it through the movie being great with that hair. <laughs> he he survives the hair. Because it's hard not to laugh at his hair and his eyebrows. He's got a lot of hair in this. Yeah, yeah. My wife said something about that when I was watching. I, I, I'll find it later, but she had, I have a quote from her about his hair. Um, so stay tuned. <laughs> 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 I'm looking up um, can, can the I actresses. Up? I'm looking up the the actress's name uh, from the team. She was in. She's the, in Orange Is the New Black. Do you know her name? The blonde girl. Yeah, she's got where she repeats that one line. What's going to happen is. What's going to happen is. I kind of like that scene. I love that scene. Yeah. But it's totally a tough guy scene. It's it like is, but they got they gave her. A it's her dirty Harry moment. Yeah. How many bullets? You know, like that kind of shit. Yeah. Well, while you're scrolling, like I'm a looking fucking up amateur, um, do you remember the shot where they are they're doing recon on the? Um, the there's a scene where they they bust uh, a, the people with the go fast boats. They go and they pretend that they're stu- they they basically steal their their yeah. load mm-hmm. to kind of get in good with the bad guys. There's a shot where they're on a roof. Do you remember this? They're watching through binoculars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then there's this little moment where they creep backwards off of the roof. It is the most awkward, cute thing I've ever seen. <laughs> no, it's adorable. I don't remember this. It's, yeah. It reminds me of either. It reminds me of Burt Wonderstone, a little bit. Oh yeah. <laughs> now I know the scene you're talking about. So wait a minute. <laughs> Why? 
Remember the scene where he reenacts the thing by himself and Burt Wonderstone? I it's the funniest that. scene in the whole movie. I watched the movie on the plane, a plane, Burt Wonderstone. Zoom it, in. Did you see that movie? No. It's, there's a scene where Steve Carell, Carell, whatever, does the thing without Steve Buscemi, and he's trying to reenact it, and there's a scene where he's got the little cloak over his head, and he's, it's so awkward. There's a scene where, like, th- for some reason, man decided in both cuts of the movie to have the shot where they w- awkwardly, weirdly back out of the frame. And this is Jamie Foxx and... And Farrell. Farrell Hilarious. Okay. Probably, it adds a point to the score of the movie for me. All right. Fair enough. I want to see the scene after we're yeah. done recording. So adorable. It's so cute. It sounds cute. Um, so what's your next note, Kyle? What do you got? Uh, I got drug deal, uh, man gunfire, and then limbs in all caps under <laughs> and underlined. <laughs> limbs. Yeah. <laughs> see, it did stick out. It did. It definitely did. Transpose underlined. See, th- that's it. I, I wish I was in a, a position to say transpo cool. <laughs> You know? Yeah. Like at a rental place, maybe? Like at <laughs> <Yeah>. Avis? <laughs> Something. That's only... I can't think of what else I would say. I just like the fact... I mean, that's kind of the, like the least sexy job in that business, and that's what they that's what they do. Mm-hmm. I know. They act so... They act like they're so hard about it, too. Like, this is how it's going to go. You know? Yeah. We're going to use our guys. We're going to use our guys, not your guys. We're going to name Yeah, we know it's to be a tweaker, you know, method. Yeah. So, but they, they do make it sound I thought cool. it was kind of, kind of amateurish when he's like, we're going to only use our guys. We're only going to use cops. <laughs> Here's the thing that, that kind of stuck out to me a little bit is the accents in this movie go off the rails a little bit. Not Eddie Marsans. Yeah. Oh and not uh, not What's Her Face from Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. I Naomi mean, Harris. Both. So Naomi Harris starts out great. Like you're like, oh, she sounds great. And then for some reason. The Eddie Marsans scene is a, is a nightmare for accents. It is. Yeah. So it's almost like so Eddie Marsans, who's English, has adapted this. By the way. He, he has and always will look like if Casey Shamasco fell into six hornet nests. <laughs> You'll never see him the same again, I'm telling you. But he, he's a stung up Casey Shamasco. I think he probably can't do an American accent. And so he was like, I think a Southern accent. Maybe it'd be easier. It's not. He sounds awful. So, I mean, no Harris. Then starts she to do a bro- like a Bronx accent, at and some then, point. but there's yeah. a Creole like thing going on yeah. too a little bit with him with Eddie with her. It's so strange. Yeah, I, here's something Hollywood needs to realize: let them have their normal voices. Nobody fucking cares. Yeah. Well, then and then and then uh, Farrell, who's pretty good. Uh, yep, he's good. He's got a good accent, but sometimes he even messes up, and he'll be like, Some, "Something's rang." Like, yeah, something's rang here. He says wrong, like <laughs> rang. <or laughs> yeah, the Irish really? creeps in, yeah. yeah. Something's rang. Is that his Scot? What is he, Scottish? He'll say, it's, Irish, he'll say stuff Irish? like, uh, this is Detective Crackett. <laughs> you know, like, he can't quite get... <laughs> I mean, Detective Crackett sounds amazing, actually. Detective It sounds like a, a, a DS game. Uh, d- oh, but once again, Detective even though Crackett. the Eddie Marsan scene is stupid bad accent, it's, yeah. I love so much about it. Of course, it's it's a it's a good scene. It's just that he's it's they're so dicking him around, and then plus they and everybody gets dialogue. Everybody gets their one line of dialogue. Yeah. Everybody on the team. They do that on. Do you ever watch um like uh, murder shows on CBS? I don't, I don't know, I usually watch them, but like um, uh, what are those shows called? Like uh, Criminal Minds. Oh yeah. So they always have like a the people on Criminal Minds. They'll have like the main character, but then they'll have a team, mm-hmm. and so they'll be like assessing a situation. And the main character will kick it off, and then they go like yep, Nick yep. says, one by one around the team. They all get a line, and that's kind of what they do in this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Criminal Minds has that ensemble line formula down. Yeah, yeah they do that all the time. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's and that's how that that's how there's like ninety of those shows at any given time on the air. Yeah, because they have people need work. You know, all those little actors need work. So the funny yeah. thing is, is and, and this is always the case with these kind of movies. It gets to the point where I am more interested in watching the team interact than I am watching them with the bad guys. It's like, yeah, if you put it, if you put an interesting group together, like I like the fact that you know, through Justin Theroux is always kind of flying the other plane or or participating, like driving the other car or doing recon from the mm. sky and all that. I love that stuff. And obviously, the, what man gets off on it is just knowing that they do that. Like he just like showing them doing their thing. He doesn't explain it. But I kind of like that. And then, of course, the girls have their thing. It's it's sad because there's a scene in a nightclub later on where the girls are just meant to sit there. Mm-hmm. They're just sitting there while other shit happens, mm-hmm. while all the guys get to do all lean the Lean on the bar. Lean on, yeah. Yeah, lean on the bar. That's all they do. Yeah. But they, but I guess he could have at least not he could have not included them in the scene. Um, they have. Uh, uh, well, you. I think the bad guys are pretty good in this, though. I like John Ortiz a lot. They're great. And who's the guy with the hair? What's that guy? The, you know, the main the bad main guy. guy. Yeah. yeah. And he doesn't. And he doesn't get. He looks like Todd Barry or something. He does look a little like Todd Barry, but he doesn't get a. He doesn't get an ending. That guy. He lives. He lives. Yeah. He makes it. Yeah. John but Ortiz does get an ending. Yeah, he gets a typical ending. Yeah. yeah, no, I like that though because it's it's one of those things. I mean, it's like the Hydra anyway. So I mean, our guys, they don't do a great job no. solving this shit. They like, don't. The the cartel is fine. Well, no, they they do put a dent in the cartel, and uh, what happens at the end is there's not a lot of damage done to their team. That may be no. done. Actually, the, the only one, one that guy they don't they don't account for Lombardarzo. Like he's he's in the thick with the other guys shooting people. No, he gets some. He gets off some shots and disappears. Yeah, yeah he, he, he does. I don't think up. he gets killed, but we don't see him. Mm-hmm. His nobody. Fate. Everybody else is fine. Yeah, nobody gets killed. Um, uh, Justin Thoreau is it Thoreau? He or gets shot in the foot or something. He right? gets shot in the leg. Yeah. yeah, and he does a cute roll. He does, and he does a little little field medicine. Does a roll away from the rest of the bullets, which is he does yeah. do field medicine. Yeah, he does some self care. Um, by the way, here's here's something. Let me zoom in. No way, Eddie Marsan has Crown Royal on his shelf. This guy's super, super loaded. He's in this fancy house. There's no way he's got crown on the shelf. That is bad set dressing. Can we talk about? <laughs> can we talk about the most important part of this movie? Yes. What do you guys think of the Jamie Foxx orgasm fake out? <laughs> I scene? was yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. Just joking. The the Jamie Foxx orgasm fake out scene. I had forgotten about. The, it. In the director's cut, he throws liquid up her just to to <laughs> sell the joke. So why don't you explain the scene? Our guest. No, I'm just oh, kidding, yeah. Nick. Why don't you? <laughs> uh, what do you guys think of that scene? It was first of all, it's another kind of awkward love scene. Yeah. I think that they also they have the shower scene that that is a precursor to the to the sex scene, and I think they use body doubles. They in the didn't. Shower. I thought so the first time. Mm-hmm. They didn't. They didn't. Okay. Because I thought so on the director's cut when I was watching it. You know, because like I can't, I can't climax unless I know it's one <laughs> of them. So it seemed like they even use a body double for Jamie Fox in that shower scene. That guy was muscular. I'll, I'll give him that. Yeah, uh, but no, th- there's one shot where you could tell it's her. Okay. So anyway, so then they 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 go to the bedroom and they start getting hot. I mean, Jamie Fox climaxes, and then then he says, "I'm just kidding." Like yeah, he but says, then he but he just basically joking. just lays on her really hard. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the thing that happens a lot. People lay on each in other real hard. life. Yeah, okay. a little, little se- joke sex. That so, oh yeah, that part. Oh yeah. Anyway, I thought that was. Awesome. I thought it'd been great if too. he does 
have a premature ejaculation, and it's never addressed for the rest of the film. So that's a pretty brave choice for Jamie Foxx. You know, he's got an ego. Whatever is improv. It seems like an improv to me that Michael Mann left in. It just seems like an improv. Good. Do you think it's in the script? Uh, the director's cut the whole Tubbs, last half of the Tubbs movie. Tubbs fakes is that. an orgasm and says, "Just kidding." Is that in the script? And then the Jamie Foxx kisses the script. I can't wait to play this scene. And then she fakes not having one and says, "Just kidding." <laughs> I really didn't have one. Yeah, I hope that's in the script. That'd be funny if it was. Yeah. You guys didn't think that was. No, I mean it's moment? it's a definitely a scene. Yeah. I thought I, I was just amazed how pretty his skin looks in that scene. Mm-hmm. He's got nice ass. He skin. Good. He's a handsome man. Yeah. Naomi Harris from um, 20, 28 Days Later. Yeah. Did you ever see that movie? And yeah. the James Bond films. But um, yeah, she's still in those. I, I saw her when we went to Comic-Con years ago. You and I were there. And there was a person in the audience. Um, she was the Q&A. Brown rep- Wall. Yeah. She was representing 28 Days Later. And there was a Q&A. And this person stood up and accused her of ripping off the movie uh, I Am Legend. Accused her <laughs> of ripping off. The serious brown wall. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, uh, <laughs> I, "I remember that vaguely." Yeah, I, she's like, um, "Okay, you know." She's like, "Well, I think we did take influence from other." Like, she didn't know how to react because the guy was being really weird, and and um, that movie has nothing to do with "I Am Legend." <laughs> by the way, I mean it's. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it certainly rips off other things. But do you notice who has who is in one shot of this film in the background? No. Oleg. Is he? Oleg's in one shot. What's in what's... Oh, my God. Uh, somebody's dropping serious <laughs> nines. I think everybody's shitting at once. <laughs> um. <laughs> serious nines. <laughs> so who? So what scene? There's the scene where... Okay, so they go to uh, meet the, the, big, the big dick, and he doesn't show up. Then they go back to their house... And there's a bunch of people waiting for him there. Yeah. Oleg's standing in the background. Oleg is this uh, stuntman actor guy, Oleg Tartakovsky or whatever, who is awesome. He gets dismembered in Bad Boys 2. He's uh, one of the villains in 15 Minutes. He's in Predators. Yeah. He's just this great kind of Russian character actor. He got in trouble for leaking, like, set photos from Predators. Remember that? How'd that work out? Did did people care? No. Um, (laughs) So, but when they do meet this, the, the guy with the hair, as you call him, the villain... Who's he's weird? I like him because he's he's weird. Yeah, there's a scene. My favorite. He's got a great line though, when oh. he's talking to the yeah. when he's talking to the boys. Jimmy Fox has a good line too. I buy a result. I thought it was kind of neat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's I like, like I'm, I'm by result. I mean, that's such a nice way of you know basically showing them that he's a badass, but also kind of keeping it businesses. What's Jamie Foxx's line? Jamie Foxx and the Jackson Pollock line. Oh God, yeah, great line. Uh, that's with the grenade scene. What? The grenade scene, yeah, right? Yeah, the grenade scene, yeah. Yeah, he's threatening to... Or is it... Who's holding the grenade? It was Colin. Farrell's holding Farrell's the grenade, holding yeah. it. But yeah, they, they're, if they get moved on, if they get messed with, they're going to... What are some of the great up. holding a grenade as a threat scenes in movies? Doesn't Breaking Bad have one? Is there? Dark Knight. <laughs> Does Dark Knight have one? In the beginning where he kills that guy with the... Uh, yeah, but there's one where somebody else where somebody holds a grenade like, like they're going to blow us all up. I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of them, but okay. I can't remember. Nothing came to mind. I mean, I, the only thing that comes to mind is Top Secret. When the guy rolls on a grenade. I'm trying to think of any okay. grenade. Yeah. Is, is it you thinking of Breaking Bad when he throws the crystal, the, f- the no, mouth down? No, no. I, I, I don't usually confuse crystals with grenades. No, but it's that's a big, it's a big explosion scene. Yeah. 
I can't remember. Hold there was a movie somewhat recently where a grenade is. Somebody will listen. One of our listeners that never comments will say something. Did you guys see the Mario cameo in this? No. Oh wait, wait. Yes, I do. Yeah, when they're over overseas, oh. Mario yeah. uh, like as a cell Nintendo. phone or something like that. Yeah, like it's for like a. It's an ad in the background. Mario's in the background. Yeah. Very cute. That's where the budget went. No. Oh yeah, pay for that. You know what's funny was when I watched the director's cut. There's that scene where the, where they're doing research on our heroes, and he's got that like data card, and, and they've got they're passing it from person to person to get it to John Ortiz. That felt so extraneous, and I, when I was watching the director's cut, I was like, "Well, this ain't going to be in the theatrical." We're moment for moments in the theatrical. It is. Yeah. I'm a fiend for mojitos. Yeah. Such a great line. <laughs> it's not a great. It is a strange line. It is a strange yeah. line. I do kind of like it, though. One of my Facebook friends is in this movie. Yeah? Yeah. Who? Florida-based character actor stuntman Mark McCauley. Yeah? And what's really he Really nice there? guy. He comments on all my shit a lot. He's, he, he's, he just, he's in every movie. He's in every movie that takes that's shot in Florida, basically. He, and what, what, he works at the... Uh, he's one of the flight deck people. What's he doing this? When, they're, when, they, when there are two planes flying on top, he's, he's a supervisor. Okay. He looks sort of like Michael Ironside. A little bit, right? Anyway, he was in. Uh, most importantly, he was in Just Cause. The video game, <laughs> the Lawrence Fishburne movie. Oh god, alligators. Um. All right, what's your next note, Kyle? What you got? Let's bring us into the action. Uh, when Farrell goes on the boat, like when he first seduces the uh, Isabella. Yeah, and they go Where on does the boat. She seduce him. Come on. Well, yeah, Come on, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. I couldn't understand. They both need need. They both need nut out. They need to nut. That's they do. Okay, so <laughs> no. What about that scene? Until they're driving back on the boat, and there's like a, a probably seven second shot of just Farrell getting blasted by the wind <laughs> on the boat. He's getting like buffeted, and it, I just thought so it was great. hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> it and is. And his hair is yeah, perfect yeah, yeah. That. But then the hair comes back all feathered. And yep. Yeah, yeah. I love that. his hair. His hair length changes a few times in this movie. <laughs> Does it? Yep. He uh they 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 uh, boat off they go fast boat off to Havana to yeah. get for mojitos because yeah. because Gong Li and right, wet sex uh, knows mm-hmm. a place yeah. where they <laughs> have a they have good drinks and so they go to Havana and then they have uh, that's when they hook up and they have a sex scene that's very awkward yeah and then she it, they have a close up on her face and she's crying, crying yeah and do you think that she's crying because he she, he got hair in her eye like some of his hair got in there or his hairspray <laughs> and it's like burning her eye. No, I think she just realized that it was what was happening. <laughs> She's like, I signed on for this. I was in Raised a Red Lantern, for fuck's sake, and this is what's happening. <laughs> Michael Mann keeps rewriting the script every day. It's yeah. like tears. In the director's cut, that scene is longer. Not the sex scene, but the, you find out more about the family. Oh. About her mom dying and all this and that. We don't need to know that. We don't need to know I that she, she was in Angola. We don't need that. That was extraneous. Yeah. She's got a tough accent in this. Tough. It's hard to understand she, but her she also bit. speaks three languages in this movie. But she's also good in it, I think. Yeah. I kind of liked her in it, and I think she's uh, she's got an interesting character, and her and she's she has good chemistry with Farrell, actually. I can see why I they like cast her, her more now. I didn't like her the first time I saw the film. I, she's hard to understand a little bit, but I I do like her presence in the film. I think she's good in it, but you know, and I think her and Colin Farrell work well together. Yeah, it's just a strange like the whole movie is really very focused on their relationship. Yeah, it is, it, and it kind of leaves Fox sidelined a little bit. I think. He, I think he was asking Michael Mann for his own um, lo- love, love scene. He had they, it. They blew her up. <laughs> she gets treated like shit in this movie. She does. Yeah. She gets left behind. Now, in in the theatrical like, cut, she doesn't get flowers sent to her, does she? 
No. It's in, a in the director's cut. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> in, the, in the director's cut, she gets a bouquet of flowers in that she thinks is from Jamie Foxx, <laughs> but it's from the, the drug people. Oh, they're like trolling her. Yeah, they're saying like. <laughs> yeah, they're no, they're trolling. They're basically letting them know that they know where they live. Oh, they wow. send them like a thousand dollar bouquet of flowers. Oh, I thought you meant in the hospital. Oh, this is before. No, I thought that, yeah, that's, <laughs> what that I, that's what I thought too. <laughs> send her like a candy gram in the hospital. <laughs> we yeah, almost well, killed sir. you. We almost killed you. Now we're gonna really. And that that wasn't supposed to happen. That was a John Ortiz. Uh, he he's like kind of the second in command bad guy, and he kind of goes off book and and does that kidnapping yeah. and and to test the, he doesn't trust the Americans and you're mad because all the other bad guys trust the Americans or trust Crock and Tubbs but he doesn't and you're like you watch the movie you're like why does he trust them oh because like, oh, he's, right. he's right <laughs> <laughs> he's totally he's right the only guy doing his job <laughs> <laughs> and the whole time he's you're you're he's actually he, he he's like I don't know why I just don't have a bad feeling about it and he's right yeah does he show the video of does he show the, his boss the video of them? He in does. Okay. Yeah. In, the, in the yeah. Because they change a the line of dialogue in the theatrical version to basically say he wants to kill them when he when he's when he's redoing it. But but uh, in the director's cut, they say something like he's gone off book or something like that. Well, so uh, this is the, now if it, Kyle, if you picked up on this, what, what were your what was your feeling about the relationship between Gong Lee and the guy with Todd Barry hair, the main bad guy? What was the, were they together? They are yeah, together. Yeah, right, because there was like a semi sex scene, yeah. They are they are, but they, it's not it's almost like they're not married or anything. They're not it's almost like they're not exclusive. Yeah. There's a what did you get cuz it was weird. Yeah, I mean it was implied like the whole double agent kind of like everybody's working everybody kind of thing. And it's I think she she I think he she's she serves a purpose for him. It's almost like a slavery kind of thing where he's got her, he, she does she's his business partner, but she also is required to scrump. Right. But right, so she also makes a point on the boat to say to to Colin Farrell that she's a businesswoman. Mm-hmm. She doesn't need a man to pay for her house or whatever. So I think right. they are. There's a little bit of both people playing it's, each other. It seems bit. like I mean, it seems like she fakes her orgasm. <laughs> it seems like the drug. They're they're they have a relationship, but he's like, you can have sex with whoever you want uh, to to kind of get intel. Is that what's happening? Yeah, to get yeah. to make sure they're on the level or something. And it's as long as it's n- there's no connection, it's fine. But that's what happens is later that's like there uh, seems like there's a like big connection and that's when he gets mad I guess they try to make it an emotional thing that's for him but yeah they they show their at one point they show he the, also the tests watches her watches he right. so they show the bad guys watch and then they show Gong Lee's watch and they're kind of similar yeah and you know Crockett's like on they have the same watches like most couples have the same watches so they must be together or they must be married it yeah. seems like his detective skills are off I thought it was awesome that they both had swatches though that is was kind of cool is that his detective skills? He's like goes back to the computer after the meet, and he goes, "They both were wearing the same timepieces. <laughs> they seem to have matching watches. <laughs> I think that it looked better on her. If you, you know, yeah. it's looking kind of a feminine watch. Yeah. Um, but you know, I, I, you know, the one thing that you could say, Michael Mann's not known for delivering convincing relationships on screen. Mm. He doesn't treat women great, typically. Yeah. But that's all right, because it? it's all right in here because <laughs> you got a lot of fucking go fast boats and stuff. Which to me, right. plus you get a guy get shot between his mouth and his nose. Yeah, he gets really. He does. He gets onion field shot. Yeah, that was that's a brutal scene too. That's, that's a, a scene. great scene. And those two holes in the guy's head at the end. 
No, no, that's even that's great as well. I was just thinking, yeah, no. yeah. There's a lot of holes in heads, but no, the the the, the in the uh, trailer house in the trailer oh. park, oh, she yeah, shoots yeah, the yeah. guy between his mouth and nose. Yeah, so there's amygdala, whatever she <laughs> yes. says. Amygdala. Uh, At some point, they. By the way, he lets go of the thing, and, and nothing happens. <laughs> Does he let go of it? Yeah. She shoots him. He he, he lets go. Because I believe me, I paid attention to that. Oh, you checked. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, so they they kidnap Naomi Harris' character, bring her to this trailer park, hook her up with a neck bomb. Yeah, as they do. Always fun. And um, which is you see that earlier on too. Yeah. That's what they did to John Hawks' dame. It's like a anything goes wrong, we're gonna blow her head off. Um, and so that's a cool scene. They they find out where they are. They and they and they they they, they kind of storm the castle. They rescue her. But that's a that's a that's a great. Uh, that scene with the woman talking about how she's going to shoot the guy. What's going to happen is, what's going to happen is... she shoots me, yeah. Because the guy's like, if you shoot me, I'll let go of this thing and her head will blow off or everybody will blow up. I love it too because before that, she drills a little hole. She puts a little camera. Mm -hmm. She tells you how many people are in there. Colin Farrell has an awkward takedown of a guy and Jamie Foxx demolishes a man's neck. (laughs) The pizza box. Yeah, he fakes delivering a pizza and then he smashes the man's neck. He does pick up a... He improvises. I like that. Yeah, he picks up an empty pizza box from the garbage and pretends he's the pizza guy. And the the white supremacists are so dumb. They're like, anybody order pizza? (laughs) (laughs) He can hear it. Yeah. Someone order pizza? No. All right. (laughs) Let's go check anyway. Um, Dates to film, though. Why? Because Uber would have they would have gotten like a notification like when Domino's like you know when they're making the pizza you know when it's leaving the building they'll send you updates when the drivers you know, also like dating the film, uh, flip phones yeah lots of flip phones in this yeah. and video on flip phones also dating the film Colin Farrell's a star <laughs> <laughs> he's still around he's still killing it he's great he's great in Greek films what do you guys think of all the shots of gigantic huge clouds in this. When they're flying, it's beautiful. Piles yeah. of clouds. Beautiful you guys like aerial that? photography. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And I that like plane that. is so cool looking with the propeller in the front and the back, a little weirdo. Which is better? Like Jamie Fox is known for piloting uh, planes in fantastic films. Like mm. which one's better, this or stealth? Did you see the cre- in the cre- <laughs> in the credits? They did have a cloud wrangler on this film, <laughs> so that's why the clouds Lakitu? are so nice. Lakitu worked in this, <laughs> so they look so good. That's that's actually the least digital looking stuff in the film too. Beautiful shots. When they do a scene in this where they, which I thought was cool, they have two planes and they're trying to disguise one plane, so they're trying to get the planes close enough so it only appear on the radar as one plane. Mm-hmm. Mm. Now, can I ask you this guy? Did you guys think that scene was cute <laughs> when the planes were doing that? I thought it was very cute. Yeah, it's not how I it's not how I took it. What did you think of it then? That it was this man being man, masculine plane shit. I thought it was a cute. I thought that was there was a couple of things like that. They talked about boats doing that, and then they did it with planes. Yep. And I then the, and then Jamie's orgasm. <laughs> he fakes his orgasm next to the other fake one. <laughs> What's your next note, Kyle? Uh, I can't get off this one that where Isabella has a line where she's talking about Christmas coming early this year. Oh, that's pretty bad. So bad. pretty bad line. Oh, it was it terrible. When he makes the offer to her. About changing the business strategy. Yeah. And oh, she yeah, yeah, yeah. makes a bad Christmas analogy. She's right, though. She's right to suspect something's up. <laughs> She's like, Christmas reminds me of Jamie Foxx. Comes early. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a scene when John Ortiz asked Gong Lee to translate for, for him. Do you remember? Yeah, and there's obviously no need for that. <laughs> Must have been a strange dance set. 
Conway <laughs> is like, what am I? What? Um, I'm a fiend for mojitos. Is that should have been the tagline of this film? <laughs> I'm a fiend for mo- mojitos. That got that line. Got, that got made fun of from this movie. This movie got a little made fun of after it came out. It wasn't a hit, right? It was a kind of a failure. It wasn't. Yeah, and there was a, and there was a little bit of uh, people piled on, like people involved in the film piled on a little bit. Oh, you mean act the actors yeah. too? Yeah. yeah. It was a troubled production. They had a problem with hurricanes. It was right around the time Katrina. Mm-hmm. And another one. They did, and then the alligators came up and started biting the cast. <laughs> Wrong movie. Oh. The funny thing is, a mojito is an easy drink. It's a f- super easy drink to make. The is difference it? between a shitty mojito and a great mojito is minute. <laughs> so maybe he should have said, like, uh, you know, Manhattans or Gin Fizz or something interesting. Because <laughs> a mojito, it's hard to fuck that up. <laughs> She's like, maybe we could go to the, the corner store without w- walking. We don't have to f- go to Havana, <laughs> Cuba to have a fucking mojito. What if he establishes it early on the like Starbucks? You know? <laughs> yeah. I'm a fiend. He's like, I'm, fiend a, I'm a fiend for drinks that have communist. Um, so here's my the quote from my wife that I mentioned earlier. She as she passed by and looked at the screen, she says, "I think I think he's so good in this movie, talking about Colin Farrell, but it's super hard to get behind his style." I think it's true. He does have a weird style in this movie. <laughs> And it starts with his hair, but I think the whole situation is messed up a little bit. Mm. What do you guys think? I like it. And that's yeah? South Florida. I don't have much people style are, either. I have, are, to, I have to admit, my style's pretty bad. People are people dress weird in South Florida. Ca- Farrell is a handsome man. He's cool as hell. Yeah. Like he's got that gravelly voice. Like I, I give it to him. He can pull it off. I can't. But he he does look fucked up a little bit in this movie. <laughs> yeah, you were, he still pulls it off a little bit though. Yeah, his eyebrows are fucking nuts. <laughs> when you were talking about the show in the beginning and yeah. talking about like pastels and yeah. that like color palette, that's not this movie though. No. This movie's like mahogany color no, palette. No, you, you know, you can't like dark wood. Yeah, you can't do any style so, anymore. Yeah, yeah. unless it's a joke. Right. And back then it was like dead serious. That was like cool, you know. But yeah. Yeah. it's not cool anymore. So they have to update it. I think Michael Mann's version of updating it is ignoring it. Well, you watch existed. all of his films have very hard carved moments in time. Mm-hmm. You watch. Manhunter is so 80s it hurts. I mean, it is so... I mean, it works, but his choices are sketchy. Like, he really pushes it. It works. There's some clunkers. Yeah. There's some clunk- Last of the Mohicans, it's very dated. There's some clunky dialogue in this. I mean, the thing is, it's it's it tries very hard to be cool, and I think it does pull it off. Like, you do believe the world. Yeah. I think you believe the relation, you know, the relationship between uh, Sonny and Rico. Um they seem very like cool customers. You believe that they're good at what they do, but there are some some bad lines. There's a line at the end where fair, they're they're about to go into that the the final draw the, the final like confrontation with the bad guys, and Farrell says that just like Trudy says, "I don't play." Or something oh yeah, like that. you remember? Yeah, it's just like there's lines like that that just ring well. And false. there's also the part where I don't uh, play. where obviously yeah, hey, this bad. is another theme in his films, like Heat as well, where. It, you know Neil McCauley gets a little whipped, and he makes some bad decisions based on that. And then Colin Farrell also risks people's mm. lives mm. with that. And there's that scene where Jamie Foxx does the absolute smart and kind thing as a partner and questions his his cho- his choices. And then Farrell kind of bites back, and then he goes, "I'll never doubt you," or whatever. You mm-hmm. know, he basically, you know, he, but he was doubting him. He should have. Yeah, he fucked up. That's a good line when he he goes. There's undercover, and then there's which way is up. Yeah, I like that line. But yeah, the follow by same scene with the bad line though. I yeah, think. exactly. Yeah, yeah this, like there's kind of a mix mismatch. And that's why he, I, th- I think you should either just be confident in your choices. You know, don't 
don't ever explain it. Like that whole that thing with the OPSEC. Like there's that, that scene. I love that where they're just talking about it, and then Fox has to explain what it is to the audience, which we, we don't need that information. Or the sex scene when he's like, <laughs> he's like, I'm just kidding. And he goes, I, and then she's like, huh? And he goes, I just faked my orgasm. <laughs> Big time. Yeah. I'm joking. Yeah. Uh, You're not that good. <laughs> uh, there's a... Oh my god, I started reading my Lost Boys notes. That's not good. Um, it's fucking sausage getting made. There's a scene, there's one of my favorite <laughs> things happens in this movie is when somebody's in a shower by themselves and they're acting in the shower thinking about something. You know, when you're in the shower, Colin, you're just like, this Eddie Marsan? This <laughs> Farrell. Farrell. And he's, director's cut, it's just Eddie Marsan showering. <laughs> there's, a, there's a scene where he just hooked up with Gong Lee, he's <laughs> in the shower, and he's realizing that he has feelings for her, maybe he shouldn't have done this, maybe it's a mistake to hook up with her. Uh, he's in too deep, and he, he his face is like, mm-hmm. you can just hear Michael Mann like, okay, <laughs> you're in too deep. But Farrell's like, okay, I'm trying to act like I'm regretting this decision. And then she put, she jumps in the shower with him, right? Is that what happens? Yeah, no, no. She, she, she does. Shower. She does jump in the shower. Briefly, they take a shower together. In this? And then he has to like be happy, but then she hugs him, and over her shoulder, he's like, yep. he's still like. I'm, I'm in too deep, you know. Is I'm, this before or after they have the love. conversation at breakfast about this being a mistake? Uh, that might be breakfast, but I don't know. I don't know. Because they it's have right a conversation about how it's wrong, and she doubles down on it, and it's never that addressed again. Maybe after maybe after the shower, they go breakfast. The shower scene's right before Christmas coming early. <laughs> it's right before it's Christmas Eve, <laughs> essentially. Which, I mean, that's, that came around the same time as, uh, what was it, uh, the, the James Bond film with the Christmas subplot. World is not enough. Yeah, Christmas Jones. Doctor Christmas. She's a doctor. Doctor Christmas Jones. And there's a joke about Christmas coming twice. Yeah, it's a famous joke from that movie. As in infamous, infamous. Yeah. All right. What's your next note? What do you got? Uh, I got uh, no. Oh, I got sup nods with opera. Sup nods. <laughs> yeah. It's um, like Mad Libs. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh. It's it's also a very very quick shot. Where they're in, like, they're preparing for something, Isabella and Colin, and they see each other. And she sees him, like, across the, the yard or whatever, and she gives him, like, a little, like... Head hey, nod? Yeah, and he gives her one up? pack. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, five seconds, but I thought it was funny. You know what's funny is when they when they, I'm sorry. when they they have uh, limo sex. Oh, yeah. That was weird. It's not funny. It's passionate. <laughs> is, is that what you got from it? It's very passionate. They can't, they can't keep their hands off each other. They missed each other. Yeah. Meanwhile, they do. They actually do have sex in that. And the director's cut. Yeah, the the limo driver is scrubbing cum off everything back there. It's like twelve minutes. (laughs) The director's cut. The limo driver keeps trying to put the 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 divider down (laughs) to check it out, and they keep putting it back up. (laughs) And then he gets in the eye. Then Jamie Foxx opens the doors. Goes ah. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding, guys. Um, they they pull back, and it's not a limo. It's actually a children's playground. Ride. Do you do you know the name of the pizza place that Jamie Foxx did you write this down? I did not. Milano's pizza place. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm hungry. Melissa? Oh. Fear? Spelled differently. Yeah, maybe. No, it's spelled the same. That's a good call. Milano's pizza is who you mm-hmm. They they're no they're known for delivering to trailer parks. What do you think of John Ortiz's line at the end? It might be my favorite. Which one? So at the end of the movie, so there's what happens is <laughs> the the gunfight's a blast. 
It's a great. It is. It, it's great. And but John Ortiz, uh, Barry Shabaka Hemsley, and all that is looking for snipers too. I love that shit too. That's great. Yeah. But he they, they get Gong Li. They decide they're gonna use her. They're gonna take her and use her against Colin Farrell. Yeah. Like you know we're she, we got her. She's in jeopardy now. And he says, he says to him, he says, uh, he said we're we a couple now. <laughs> Oh, I do love that. Afterwards, we go to a movie and grab a bite. (laughs) And then he says, talks about sending her pieces, cutting her pieces up. But he says, Oh, yeah, the leg and the head. After we go to a movie and grab a bite. That's great. That's a great line, yeah. Um, See, I I always felt like he was having the piss a little bit with this performance, though, where he's, his voice. I think he's, I think he's. It's almost like he's doing a little Scarface, like a little makeup. He's a versatile actor. He, he is. He's. He can play. I think he's really good. Like as a sinister character in this, but he's usually cast as a good guy. Like he's usually cast as like a nice guy, but I think he does a great job in this. My man likes him. Man used him before, right? And other stuff. In collateral, Probably maybe. Probably so. Yeah. Um. Anyway, was he in Blow? Was he? Was he? I don't know. I can't remember that movie too well. That's the. You don't remember masterpieces? <laughs> Ted Demi movie. Last so Ted Demi. Beautiful movie. Girls. I like that one. Great movie. Yeah. Jonathan De- uh, or uh, Ted Demi. Johnny Depp, right? Is that uh, blow? Yeah. Who else is Paul in Rubens? That? Penelope Cruz. Uh, Jordi Mola. I don't remember it that well. Is it good? It can't be, right? It's, it's not good. It's it's Sorry. it's a it's a wannabe Scorsese. Yeah. Another good opening number though. Is there? Can you hear me knocking? Oh, that's right. It's down song. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you like that I brought Jordi Mola into this? I do. Um, maybe that's who I confused with Ortiz. I think Ortiz might be in that. But um, you know what's funny? I, yeah, maybe there's things about this movie that you don't like. I, it still works for me. I think it works. I just think it's a mess. Like if you start thinking about like the whole uh, what's going on in the movie, it just it does almost doesn't hold together too well. So I think that's kind of what stuck out. Have to you me been? Have you been? In, have you been to life? Life? Have you have? Have you experienced? Fair life? enough. But um, things it, don't go the way you want. Man. I think there's some great stuff in it. I just sometimes don't, you come quick. I just don't know if it. <laughs> But I, I still do like it. I mean, I think, I think it's a, it's it's an interesting film. Man, it's a, almost like man's too good of a filmmaker to have a bad film. I didn't see Public Enemies though. It's shit. So maybe I'm wrong. But it's I, I, you know what Black Hat, I like mm-hmm. the director's uh-huh. cut's fantastic. I think it sucks that he's not around making movies though. And I, I wish, I wish that they would have sh- not shot this digitally. I wish they would have shot it. I love that the digital is such a, like, so, so much a part of this movie. Why do you like? Why do you like it? Because there's this. The, you the, like the handheld. The, film? One of the reasons that his film? stuff ages well, or or it has it holds its own, it, it is because he's the camera's never it's, it's always moving. Mm-hmm. He's capturing a lot of stuff he probably normally wouldn't capture if you, if you were using film, and he wouldn't he wouldn't just grab these you know incidental shots of shit. So what he's doing is he's just you know because you're not bound by celluloid he's just gathering all this yeah. stuff and he's and he's you know movies are made in the editing room I think he's having fun he's it's, he's experimenting I think he's keeping himself interested. The cast was having fun apparently. It's not they you were know, mad. It, the it the results feel loose. are good though. The it does is, feel loose. It's the the results are okay in this. I don't know if it's that good though. You you really the love funny it? thing is is uh, you know when I was doing when I was reading up on this movie this time has been very kind to this people have come around on this movie. Yeah. There's a lot of love for this because, you know, it certainly doesn't feel like other movies. No. It certainly, I mean, it feels like other Michael Mann movies, mm-hmm. but it doesn't feel like other thriller action no, crime flicks at the time. And I think it's refreshing because things always get caught in a rut, especially in that genre. 
it requires somebody like him to to force the genre kicking and screaming someplace interesting. He did that with Heat. So I think, yeah, it's not perfect, but he has a lot of fun with it. There's a lot of neat little things here. And you talk about the go-fast boats. You talk about Hawks' scene. There's so many little moments that are just really strong. There's some. There's a, there's a lot of strong individual scenes, I think. And I, I do like it. It's just, I don't know. Like You're right. That's a good point about digital, about capturing that those it's a loose it feels looser right but i mean granted he's he's experimenting on our dime you know like he's 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 fuck he's, he's keeping himself interested in trying a new format right not as a as an as an experimental you know film that never gets released it's a major big budget film so he's using studio dollars to experiment, experiment. but i just think it it really works yeah if this film was shot traditionally it would be live by night I mean, nothing against that movie. It would be, it would be just be something that has no other things to excite you because you're just left with what's on the screen and what's on the script. There's just stuff in the movie that just really, I think, jarringly stick out. Like there's some night yeah. scenes that look super grainy. It just, it, I think, it really kind of hurts the film a little bit. Um, and you know, they'll they're later then they'll have later they'll shoot. So yeah, yeah you're, you're right. Charlie Chaplin's look, films, like they move too fast. But they'll have like uh, shots at night, at, like in Havana, look perfect. And you're yeah. like, well, what? What happened? Do they have, they make a mistake shooting that scene on the roof? They didn't just really use like the Viper, from what I understand. They used a variety of cameras. So yeah, I mean, it, it. But I mean, I love Collateral, and you know, I think there's some stuff like that in Collateral that doesn't bother me. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about Collateral since Kyle hasn't seen it, um, and since it's it is. What, sort what other of Michael Mann films have you seen? Yeah. Have you seen? Uh, do you know any a lot of his films? Yeah, or? I've seen Heat, Insider, and Manhunter. All good. Yeah, all great. And yeah. I love Man- Manhunter is one of my favorite films. Yeah. And I think, yeah, it, you, I mean, you've obviously seen his best film, The Keep. Is that <laughs> is that his first film? No. Do you remember that? Keep the of course Keep. I remember the Keep. It's about it's a, a, speaking of awkward love scenes. I can't. Jurgen Prochnow and the girl, or Scott Glenn and the girl with their arms stretched out, slowly <laughs> screwing. Is that the one where uh, Scott Glenn fakes an orgasm? <laughs> he does. That's his, that's the director's trademark. <laughs> Yeah, that's why the movie's called the Keep. <laughs> he, he keeps. He it. Keeps it. Uh, what else did he? What else? Uh, he. Uh, what are some other? other I La- mean, he is. Last of the Mohicans. He Last of the Mohicans. You ever see that? Mm-mm. Daniel um, Day Lewis giving it his all. Zoom in. Um, I hate that movie. I don't hate it. I hate. Well, you don't like Madeline Stowe. Is that why? I love Madeline Stowe. I just I, that was like I, I just think he was. That that and the Crucible are like the two movies. That's why I hated Daniel Day Lewis for so long. Because of that movie. That movie and the Crucible. You didn't like his hair. His, this is overacting. Although I did, I have the zoom in. Grizzly Park was filmed in the same area as Last of the Mohicans was, and one of the our crew members was one of his crew members. Are you serious? And Michael Mann forced them to wear moccasins when they were moving. So they were carrying like hundreds of pounds of equipment up mountains. <laughs> Wearing moccasins. Did you? Did <laughs> they you guys, hated him. Did you guys do the same thing? Yeah. At Grizzly Park. <laughs> yeah. We we know we carried moccasins up the mountain. <laughs> Left the equipment down there. Um, that's a zo- that's a super zoom yeah, in. That is. Michael Mann forced people the crew to wear people, moccasins. People were pissed. Oh yeah, man. Did they you know a, what? Did I they mean, get to keep them. I mean, let's. I mean, nothing against Native Americans. <laughs> Native Americans are great. They got they got a raw deal. Moccasins was not one of their best inventions. Those are dumb as hell. Dumb feet. They have dumb shoes. <laughs> <laughs> so collateral. Oh, so yeah. collateral. See, well, he was right though. The digital elements of collateral is sort of the value. It's it's amazing how loose and just 
electric that movie is, the way he filmed it. The use of music, even though there was a lot of Cornell again. I know you don't like Chris. He died, so you win. Uh, I don't dislike Chris Cornell. You hate him. I don't. You've made you said negative. No, things no, about. I like I like him. I, I like some so, some of that stuff. I just think it's funny. It's in in his film, Michael Mann's films. It just feels like almost feels like an old guy. He did the music for. In, uh, well, he just used an audio films. slave song in 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 uh, Collateral and in Miami Vice. Yeah, it's it but, sticks um, out. It sounded like out. Sons of Anarchy kind of at some points, and I was just like, yeah. Yeah. although yeah. the song that they use in in Collateral is awesome, Shadows of the Sun. It's a great song, and and the scene that he used that's the scene with the coyote. It's really really cool, but everything that everything that's messy and part of it is Miami Vice. He blows up the idea, so it's a big epic kind of movie. It works a lot better in an intimate setting, and Collateral is very intimate. It works perfectly. The use of music, the the it's it's like a love le- love letter to L.A. in a lot of respects. Just a wonderful movie. Are you so trying we to should have, we should have done that. Are you trying? Are you trying to get him to watch it? It's so a, let me. I can. I can pitch it. Tom Cruise has like white hair in it. Well, he doesn't like Tom Cruise. I'm not a huge Cruise guy. So yeah. I said you'll you'll love him in this. You you probably will like him in Collateral though. Okay. Yeah. He he's different in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I told him about all the great supporting people in it. You got you got you got Mark, Mark Ruffalo, Ruffalo. You got Peter Berg. You got Javier Bardem. You got Jada Pinkett. You got that coyote. <laughs> got Jason Statham. <coughs> no, <laughs> is he? But he is. He is in it. I know. I'm not lying. I forgot that <laughs> he was in, in a it. show about lies. I forgot that he was in it for a second. He's not in it very much. He, he's involved in Transpo. <laughs> but it's a <laughs> transporter. So, if you were to distill this film to one image, what would that image be? Mm. Would it be? Would it be the the windswept? I think it boat would riding be. Colin yeah. Farrell. That would be either that one or the uh, guy getting his head splattered in the headlight at the end. In the headlight. I mean, it looks oh, like the, a headlight. The, yeah, the, the man. I think mine <laughs> is that on the back of the boat when the group is all together having a line of dialogue each. Jamie's got his shirt like really loose, hanging off. Colin Farrell's everybody's all in tough poses. Mm. That's like that sticks out to me. That, that that embodies the goofiness and cheese and what I love about this movie. I like uh, the shot of Justin Thoreau rolling around in dirt and then doing a tourniquet on his leg with his belt. Like it's all very precise. But I like the scene you talked about with the guy with the, with the bald head. They keep the the bad guy with the bald head. He's yeah. a very big Tom presence Tulls. in his Tom Tolls, yeah, and he yeah, and he keeps showing his bald his bald. Dome, yeah, and then Michael Mann. It's such a character. He's like, you know what we should do? Put two slugs in that ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. make it very apparent. Yeah. Just have a little close up of his. They do a good job with very little to make you hate that character, though. Yeah. They do. Yeah. He's always chewing too. You know, so <laughs> it's at the end. He's not chewing at the very end. <laughs> chewing yeah. on something different. So yeah, that's a scene I always re- I always remember certain things, uh, images from the scene. Well, also John Ortiz. Gets like blown up by like a gr- he gets like shot by like a grenade launcher. Yeah, and his the I love the, I love how sad he is when his henchman gets killed. There's like a little too, moment yeah. where he's a little distraught that they killed his dude. Well, there's also a nice little moment too when so Justin Throw gets shot at the end in the leg, mm-hmm. and then he rolls out of out of he rolls into safety. Turner gets his leg like I said, and he starts shooting. He starts fighting again. So when all the mayhem's done, and some of the group is tending to throw. Farrell's carting Gong Li away, and he looks over and he goes, "Is he okay?" 
He's like, is he okay? And they're like, yeah, he's good. And then he leaves. So I thought that was nice. He was checking on his, mm-hmm. his man. Yeah. He was checking on his teammate. That was a nice little aside, I thought. And probably because of digital. They were able to just throw that little You're right, in. man. See, you're just selling me on I'm this in. movie. I'm in now because of the looseless, looseness of it. Um, I like when Farrell takes out her legs, too. Like, with the, the bald guy, he's... Yeah. He's like about to shoot them both, and he just kind of like collapses and then takes his. I'm legs a sucker out. for films where somebody's standing behind a car, they shoot the legs and yeah. then they shoot the head. Yeah, like in Miller's Crossing. Yeah, yeah. You remember, you've seen, yeah. Have you seen that movie? Yes, masterpiece. He shoots him under the bed, shoots okay. the leg, and then he falls down, and shoots yeah. the head. And we didn't talk about that. That's that is actually a, an interesting scene. Farrell brings out his badge at the end, thus revealing that he's an undercover cop. And Gongli realizes that she doesn't know that he's a cop, and she. Uh, is has been like, um, you know, uh, you know, behind a car, you know, trying not to get shot, and she just storms at him and starts beating at him, beating his, beating yeah. His head and meanwhile, he's blowing up that phone, man. He is all over that little radio, <laughs> he's just talking on his huge, ass off. It's always on the sat phone. Yeah, huge. He's all, he um, loves it. <laughs> it's a huge antenna. Um, but that's the thing is, you're right. Like they, they're she's fighting with him in the middle of a gunfight, and he has to start. He's like. We're gonna get shot, yeah. And so he right. has to like take her legs out and shoot the bad guy. It's that's it. That's an interesting scene. It's yeah. cool. God, this movie's better than you think. I like it. It's moment movie. Did you it like is. it? I mean, you you seem like yeah. I mean, I, I, it's your first time seeing. It. What what did you get from it? I mean, just it. I think it really is actually a moment movie. Like, yeah. it is all these tiny things that we're talking about yeah. that are really. I mean, aside from like the big sort of gun set piece scenes that right. are great. No, it is, and it, and it it's cold. There's a coldness to yeah. a lot of his movies. Uh, it's it's really the antithesis of the TV show. The TV show was very, you know, they Gaudy. were it was stylish, stylish, and they were, but their characters were well defined, and there was a lot of interplay and all that. This is nothing like that. I just, and that's part of it. I just think his take on things is unique. And I agree. we're on the same page. I think we and I are on the yeah. same page. We liked it. I'd probably give it a six. Oh, out of seven. <laughs> yeah, that's rough. Um, that's, I mean, it's amazing. All right, so uh, they're building a theme park for Miami Vice. Um, yeah, or a restaurant, whatever it may be. <laughs> mojitos. Oh, you're doing a mojito thing? <laughs> I mean, it's easy. Yeah, okay. I'll think about it. What'd you call it? Fiend. <laughs> Fienders. Mojito fiend? Fienders. Is Fienders. Great. Fienders is great. <laughs> Fienders. That's pretty Can I be an investor? Again. <laughs> We're out of mojitos. Oh, shit. Um, you said they're easy to make, huh? Did you Do you drink them? I love them. But there's so, there's so much sugar that you, you put a little mi- mint in them. Is there a little a mint? Sp- a whole sprig of that shit. You put sugar cane. Sprig. Yeah. There's a there's a um, <laughs> there's a mint a um, uh, mint wrangler on this film. I saw in the credits. <laughs> <laughs> and an assistant to the mint wrangler. Really? That too? Yeah. And the and they were complaining because Michael Mann made them wear moccasins on this film. <laughs> they, does he does he do that in every film? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was more of sticking to the era. You know. <laughs> What if he did? What did when do you when did this take is this current day back then or Yeah. Yeah. Present day. They didn't put any years or anything. They didn't he didn't do any he didn't fuck with any of that stuff. No. Like he did give you some text at the very when they were in that tri country border. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, fuck text. Tri border. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah. It's like yeah, you're near Uruguay or Paraguay or something go Did he do a commentary? I'm sure he did. Not on the Blu ray, but I mean or maybe. I don't know, I didn't watch it on Blu ray, but he he's known for commentary. We should have called him for this. Called Michael Mann? Yeah. yeah. He's um, all right, so what what would you do? Oh I I wasn't I haven't thought of this yet. What would I do? 
You said a theme park, restaurant. You know, our normal thing, our normal routine. I'm trying to think. Well, what about you? I don't really have one yet. Um, so I would open, there'd be a restaurant. It's open from 6 a.m. It closes at 1 p.m. And they don't serve breakfast. They serve go fest. <laughs> I just have a restaurant where you could go to and then you can order anything you want, but wherever you order, uh, a person comes out as Gong Li's character and then tells you all about her extended family, <laughs> her mom, <laughs> as you're trying to eat. Talks about her mom's life. Well, they have to order for you, too. Remember, she orders for them. <laughs> no, trust me, you're going to like it. <laughs> and and, and if, uh, if you put the subtitles on... She's like holding a picture in front of your face. She's like, I'm just... She's like, she's like, get them that food that makes sure she they don't born, have an accidental she was orgasm. She a dancer. Okay. Yeah. She okay. was a dancer, right? Was, she was the, all sorts of stuff, yeah. He's like, yeah, that's fine. You said in the director's cut there was more to that scene. Yeah. So what else did you learn about the mom? She was... Uh, there was a mom and an aunt... Yeah, and there and she shows the photos. Then you see the family photos in her in the theatrical cut. You do see a in photo, the, yeah. But her mom was yeah. There's a sad little story. And then he gets it wrong about her. He forgets that she's dead because he brings it up and turns. She's like, yeah, she's dead. Oh, he forgets. It's sort of. It's weird. He's, a, he's like he's like sometimes cops forget. He's like I'm sorry. He says. Yeah. <laughs> she didn't catch it. Pretty cool scene. We didn't have that scene, did we? No, no, no. Um. All right, so, I mean, now the, the important part, Desert Island. Mm. You, we, you know, you, I don't know if you, I'm sure you've heard this. We accumulate things from films for the for our Desert Island. Oh. So if, if you were to take one piece, one totem. Now, mm. this isn't for survival. You're not going to get, like, a, a helicopter so you can escape. Just for your collection, what are you taking from this movie? What little artifact or, or thing? Wow. It's a big one. Yeah, it is a big one. Maybe, like, hmm. That guy's arm, maybe? <laughs> it's available. Yeah. He didn't need it anymore. It's available. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely f- out there. Yeah. It's actually... Not it's on there. Easy to package. For There's a lot of pieces. <laughs> There's a lot of a lot of pieces in that car. Do you think he had time to say my arm, or was he too busy to get shot in the face, too? <laughs> it didn't look like... There a was a guy standing outside the car who didn't have a good afternoon, either. They both got into the car, I thought. There was one guy standing outside who got shredded. Oh, yeah. Is there any notes that we didn't get to use of yours, Kyle? It looks like you got some good stuff there. Uh, no, we kind of touched on it. A lot of it's just stupid, like... That's our favorite shit. Stuff that I write in the moment, like, uh... Just, uh, at one point, uh, you know, Colin Farrell had a lot of those, like, cryptic lines. Like, that one where he's talking about probability and gravity. Oh, yeah. And I was just like, uh, okay. That's, you, you that's probably so, could have just used That is so Michael Mann, by the yeah. way. He's growling it out? Yeah. Yeah. What are you yeah. taking I'm still thinking about this. I mean, I, I kind of think about think about taking that family photo <laughs> just to keep because I liked it so spank much. Spank bank, black and white spank bank. Um, let me think here. What about you? Do you think of anything? Yeah, I mean, you got course. something good. Yeah, of course. I'm gonna take. Um, you know, there's that meth kid who pulls a knife out, and the knife is. Then used on him. Right. Well, no, they don't stab that kid. You're the kid, the kid leaves. Oh, no, no, no. They st- he stabs someone else. The he kid beats that kid up. Yeah, he beats the kid and up and he, stabs someone else. And then yeah. he stabs the guy, and then he th- he's not satisfied with stabbing the guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he mm-hmm. gives him a treat. 
Um, I, w- I want that little knife. It kind of it reminds me of, of kind of kinder times <laughs> before before the world got all complicated. So I'd have that little knife there. I'm gonna take the moccasins. <laughs> Wrong movie. <laughs> Can I take them anyway, though? Is there any animals in this movie? The dog. Said, you said there was. The yeah. Oh, there's that dog. little dog under the car. But is there any other? T- we don't see any alligators. We don't see any weird shit. Birds. No. I don't remember any weird animals. None of the drug dealers has like a leopard or anything like that. It's that's rare. What about that cool thing where the the scene where they take out Gongli's bodyguard, and the guy goes to shake his ha- he shakes his hand and shoots him in the head as he's shaking his hand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's rough, man. Mm. It's not a nice moment. Yeah, he doesn't enjoy that. Mm. Cold. People die in this movie. Yeah, there's some. Life is hard. Life has life have uh, has an edge to it. Have you movie. found that to be true, Kyle? Life is hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I'm getting there. I think he's white, so that's a start. Right. He's a, yeah. You know, he's got a lot going for him. Life's hard. Gives this movie a six <laughs> out of ten. I'm gonna go a seven. What would you do? You go a nine? No, I'm not going nine, but I. I there, I mean, there's a lot of movies that I love that are flawed as hell, and this is one of them. Mm-hmm. I, there, I, you know, mm-hmm. there's of course, you know, like The Godfather. How <laughs> <laughs> oh, is this comparable? <laughs> just as just as well remembered, I think. And, you know, this is uh, I I enjoy going back to this movie. So I mean, maybe it's not that that I think it's a great movie. I just enjoy going back there. Did you did you talk about what cut you like better? You said you like the the director's a little bit better. I used to. I What's think the I like better start? The director's cut. The, the this version. I think so. Yeah. yeah. I just the, I love the director's cut. Starts off with a giant boat race oh. with the with the mojo boat or moho, and uh, so you see that they're undercover. They pretend they're a racing team and they're trying to. This is part of the sting operation. It introduces the go fast boats. It shows more of the team interacting. It's a good scene. Yeah. It's just they pretend to be undercover boat racers. Something. You're saying you like that better or worse? No, I mean I like I now like the theatrical version better, but I used to. I, I my take is I always want more, and mm-hmm. even if it costs me, like I always want more scenes so I can get more of that happy place. Mm-hmm. But inevitably they fuck me. You know, it's like these are the editors are smart people. They they cut things for a reason <laughs> most of the time. You know, this one had an editor. Did you see? Did yeah. it? Yeah. Did he edit it, Michael Mann? Uh, no, I don't think so. No, he was busy. He was busy. Edited in the nude. <laughs> he was, he was just he was going through all the B roll of the Fox love scene. By the way, Naomi Harris she does not have a good time, but she makes it. She does. She has a. Oh, there's a. There's oh, a yeah. So there's a scene in this. We're gonna go back and talk about the movie. But there's a, a very long scene when the doctor's cataloging <laughs> her wounds and it it like going and talking to the team mm-hmm. and but this focus. And he's on the so doctor. sad. Yeah. He, he's not his bedside manner sucks a dick. But he is like talking about. It. He they must. It must be like a two minute scene of him just going, uh, yeah. Well, we almost lost her. Um, she's got a collapsed lung. Yeah. <laughs> she's got third degree burns. Like all this. It she has AIDS. Keeps going and going. Yeah. And, and he and stumbles it, too. Yeah, yeah. He, well, he's like just as almost as devastated as them. Yeah, you know? yeah. And um, and also I do. I, so that seems. He's like, funny. and we still haven't taken off the neck explosion device. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to her? Um, I like how this movie ends. Because I, I like that song they use. Me too. I think yeah, it's really I like cool. That. Yeah, and then it, it ends with um, Feral. Doesn't it end weird? Yeah, him going to the hospital to see his partner. Right. That's yeah, right. I like that. Yeah. And it ends with him kind of saying, you know, parting ways with Gong Li and saying, you know, we can't be together. And she like leaves in a boat. There's probably one too many shot of them looking at each it other. It is. There is, but they, but there's a. It's a whole thing where they kind of mixing all that stuff up, and he leaves and he goes to be with yeah. um, his wounded teammate and. Uh, I like the scene, the song a lot too. Which was the too. song? I don't know. I, 
it's like a I don't know I, I don't know what the song is I'm zooming just like an instrumental kind of thing. Yeah, it's an instrumental, but yeah. it, uh. maybe it's taken from maybe it's a Chris Cornell. Who knows? Maybe they Kay. used a instrumental version of. Yeah. But it's a really, it's a really affecting ending. I like, I like. That's it. why I Michael Mann hasn't made any more movies. He's dead. Chris Cornell, he, he, his his muse is no more. He did make. What's his last movie? Black Hat. Yeah, it is. Have you seen Black Hat? No, is it good? It's it's not. It. It's well, Chris Hemsworth and his American accent in that. Mm. It's rough. Mm. And the movie's disjointed, but when it's good, it's really awesome. Okay, it's just not great a lot of the time. Yeah, but it's there's he released a director's cut on TNT, like he did it once, and I taped it. I, I lost it since I lost my cable box. It's supposed but to be better, right? It's way better. Really, it's way better. Yeah, I mean, and, it's, a, it's and about like a super cyber hacking or something. Yeah, yeah. it's like cyber terrorism. Yeah, and what what's really cool about it is uh, what's her name? Viola Davis is awesome in it, and um, there's this. And there's this uh, there's these Asian actors that are so good. It's it's really a, ch- a Chinese movie, and okay. Chris Hemsworth sort of comes into it. Uh, it's one of those things where I have a feeling time is going to be kind to that as well. I want to check it out. I've never seen it. And is there any way to watch the director's cut or no? No, I, I was why? searching last night because I really wanted to revisit well, why, it. Why why wouldn't there be? Just because it was Cause such a failure. It was yeah, and I'm sure it costs money to get distribution. I don't understand why they can't just put it on iTunes. It's, it seems like there's I mean maybe there's a legal reason. You know, with the studio, because I think it was sort of a maverick cut that he did that yeah. wasn't authorized, and it's screen. And I may still have it on my on my on my hard drive, but it's it was definitely way better. And there and Holt McElhaney's in it. It's got some cool people in it. Yeah. But well, I you know he's a Michael Mann's a film. I mean, he's just like a he's an actual filmmaker. Like he actually is a he's a great filmmaker, and yeah. so. Um, it's always worth watching any of his films, and he always is. He makes his best film. Very is smart is it, films. Is it, is it the Insider? Is that his best movie? You think? I mean, it's amazing. I don't know. I think it's best. his most whole film. I mean, I love Heat, but it's a mess at times. I remember thinking Manhunter was visually the best. Manhunter is like one of but my I favorite films. So it could just be. I I, I it's almost pro- as good as Red Dragon. I'd put that up there for sure. As probably his top two at least but I, you know it's hard to say because Heat is fantastic mm-hmm. and the Insider's really like kind of underloved I think it's like I think Insider's as tight and as well-rounded a film that he's capable of yeah. because he pulls in some of his manisms at times like where he lets great actors do their work like Christopher Plummer mm-hmm. Russell Crowe I mean they're delivering some of the best per- they're probably delivering their best performances maybe Crowe did better in Master and Commander but I mean it's those guys are at peak form. Who's the other one? Pacino's Pacino. great in yeah. it. Um, Diane Venora, is she mm-hmm. in that one? Mm-hmm. Um, whoever plays the guy at the golf course, that's my. That's the scariest scene in the movie. The driving range? Yeah. The guy is just, this guy's driving golf balls like a boss, and then he keeps staring <laughs> at him, then he drives the ball like a boss and then stares at him. I don't have that kind of concentration. That guy <laughs> killed it. That's the scariest character in film. <laughs> Collateral's no joke. That's a, also a great movie. Great. So Yeah, I got to watch it now so good yeah it's it's like um where this is i think i like we talk about it feels a little sometimes disjointed the collateral does not like it's very much and i wonder if you have tom cruise in your movie because tom cruise is very involved in like the making of his films i wonder if you know michael mann was a little restrained on that one just because of cruise having more power than him <laughs> probably I don't think so and the, uh, Tom Cruise is typically he's a, he's a filmmaker's actor he is he loves he, embracing filmmakers but he also is a very big oh, he's controlling yeah well yeah. he's a big plan I mean he's, he's like producer. he's involved in all that process so 
I just remember, and I was telling Kyle this before you got here, that I remember on the original DVD they had that scene where he was doing the like the gun thing, the gun range, and all this testing, and the guy said this guy is top one percent that we've ever seen in terms mm. of like crews, in terms of oh. you know oh. like he doesn't do anything halfway. He does like yeah. this like the new Top Gun trailer is flying a jet for real, yeah. and in, in the next leg and, uh, and the <sighs> mission impo- the next mission impossible is going to fucking space. <laughs> Battlefield Earth, he should have done that because he really, really knocked it loose. Um, risky business, he actually had sex on the subway. I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing. Uh, but Sorry.